Welcome to Radio Boomers Live, the show about all things human from a baby boomer's perspective. All things hot and all things not. News, reviews, interviews, chat, text, and what's next. And here are your hosts, Risa Gray from Betty White's Off Their Rockers and Easy's dad, Jim Zuli. Good morning, Radio Boomers Live listeners around the world. Good morning to our Easy Way family. And good morning to our, well, we won't be saying good morning to Rita's. Well, we'll say good morning to her, but Rita's on an audition, and she might be popping in a little bit later. Uh, But we'll see what happens. You know, with Rita, you never know. So good morning, everybody, and I hope you had a good holiday season. We may be joined by a a friend of mine. Uh, He's a World War II veteran, and he's, uh, he's been around. So we'll see if he if he jumps on with us, and I, I hope everybody had a good holiday weekend. Uh, the weekends go so fast, you know. It's 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 like that ball that goes around in the funnel. It starts out real slow on the top, and and as it gets closer bottom, it goes faster and faster. That's what the years seem to be going by. Like I don't know. It seems like uh, they say it it goes faster when you get older, but uh, uh, I don't know. Oh, well, we'll see what happens. Uh, the new year is looking good. I mean, you know, a lot of it is a lot of people have the anticipation, like what's going to happen, you know, with all this stuff going on. Well, don't dwell on that stuff so much, you know. Don't dwell on it. Look up the Good News Network. Look up uh, good stuff that's happening. I mean, there's we want to face reality, of course, you know, what's going to happen with the dollar and what's going to happen with the – with the, you know, pandemic and all that stuff, you know, you, you can keep abreast on some of that stuff, but keep it in a positive light. And so who do we got on with us? We got Tom on with us? So not yet. Okay, we'll see what happens. Uh, Tom sometimes is a problem dialing in, but uh, he's he's pretty sharp for 96. I, he's, he's almost 97 years old. And uh, we want to, uh, you know, we want to, share our our condolences we we lost uh betty white uh betty was uh she was going to be 100 years old coming up on uh on january 17th and uh she was she was born in uh old park illinois in 1922 and so she uh passed away the end of the year december 31st and uh, 100 years old she would have been. And she's also, you know, I don't know if a lot of people know, but uh, maybe the baby boomers. Betty goes back. Uh, she's uh, she's in the Guinness Book of World Records. Okay, she's in 2014 for the longest TV career for an entertainer, 70 years. And uh, her first appearance, uh, they say, was lost in history, the, the video or whatever. It was back in 1939 when she danced with the uh, Mary Widow Walsh, it was called. She danced with the uh, person that was, uh, oh, I guess he had a word for the president of the class or something, but the uh, the video was lost. But uh, anyway, we're going to have a, we're going to have a very interesting guest uh, on with us. And uh, Ray Richmond, he's, he knows he's done a book, a hundred Betty White, the hundred remarkable moments. But until that, so right now let's jump into our hot topic and uh, and we'll see what's going on in the news here. 
ripped from the headlines. Today's hot topic. Yes, indeed. It was an amazing holiday season. The Christmas season definitely lit around the world. It's something that's been needed, uh, you know, with all the deals we, we've had here with the pandemic and shutdowns and politics and so on, and let alone the, the weather and the fires and floods. It's a lot of stuff to handle, to get hit with every day, you know. So uh, the ball was dropped and the uh, door opened to a new year, which many look at as a new start. Uh we have, uh, as for flying, you know, there's been a, a little bit of a rocky start for 2022 as the the weather and the health concerns, uh, they drove a lot of cancellations. There's like 3,000 cancellations and disruptions over the virus issues and so on. 4,000 flights were canceled. And uh, I know several people in the industry, and they say it's, it's difficult when people are at the terminals and they, they can't uh, go anywhere because of cancellations. So they have to find hotels or something. And uh, well, it, it always works itself out. The National Institute of Economic and Social Research predicts the inflation rate will fall from its current 5.1% to 2.3%. The significant inflation in the first half of 2022 until the uh, supply chain issues are resolved and the global economy is reconstructed. I'll tell you what, the, uh, if you see some aerial views, uh, what normally goes on are the ports, the ships come in, they go out. There's so many ships, you know, sometimes three to five ships, they come in and they load up and they, or they unload. Now the ports are just piled with these containers and the trucks are backed up for hours and hours trying to get this. Uh, and, and this is stuff that has to be delivered to businesses. And the businesses pay so much for this, their, you know, container full of stuff that comes in from other countries. They have to pay when this stuff is, is uh, sitting at the, at the different ports. And it could be $500 uh, a month or a thousand. Well, now it's like 10 to $12,000 a month. So they're, fees are going up plus they're not getting their their stuff and it could be a washer or dryer or a part to that washer and a dryer which they can't sell until they get all the parts so that's something that uh, like they have to figure out they have to get get the trucks moving get the ships in and out because instead of five ships there's like 70 ships so all this stuff usually works itself out it just takes time we have seen property values people are going like what's going on with my house here uh, in the last six months, big time uh, increases in the homes, uh, but you know, on the other hand, the, the rates are still really low. So what they do to make it affordable is uh, they extend the, the term because normally people can't afford a house X amount, and uh, that's a little bit out of the range. So they extend the terms on it, maybe from 25 to 30 to 40 years. But instead of 6%, they're paying 3%. So that can, and, and there's a variety of ways of doing it. So that can make it more affordable and allowing people to qualify for a home. And with the rates being that low, it, it offsets the inflation rate sometimes. But if, if there's a way you can do it, uh, you know, there's lease options. There's all kinds of ways. Look into uh, bank-owned properties, REOs. There's a lot of situations. And uh, so we're 
we're still in the 3% range, which is, is a good thing. The uh, Marshall Fire in Boulder County, Colorado, uh, may have destroyed as many as 1,000 homes. High winds and drought and warm temperatures, uh, they're fueling this uh, situation over there. And, and when you have the dry hillsides and everything, it just and the winds, it's, it's just a ticket to a big fire. So investigations are going on on that sort of more hundred, more than three hundred thousand people fled homes and uh, resorts, and because of Typhoon Raya hit the Philippines, trees uprooted. Looks like the after effects of the tornadoes we had here, and uh, well, they're starting to put things back together. It's amazing the uh, the resourcefulness. So sneak attack storms bring heavy snows and weather to eastern U.S. and it's going to be a blast furnace in Australia as the heat intensifies and the winds and the fires spread over there. But, uh, ah, you know, it, it's a circle. You know, we have the fires, and then the rains come in, and, like, the snows came in and helped put out some of the fires. Uh, Turkey is planning on sending troops to Libya, and uh, Putin is withdrawing troops from the Ukrainian border. Uh, green vehicles getting popular, while most still prefer the gas-powered vehicles. And the growing veggies uh, in a frigid Canada climate without heating costs uh, is being studied. How about that? You know, that would be a situation where instead of looking for a certain area of land, you can grow your veggies in the cold climate. So with that, we have to move on to commercial, and then we're going to bring in our guest, Ray Richmond. Get on the Easy Way train. Create your own free Easy Way wall profile. Connect with the best and network your way to success. Get your own commercial and consistently be promoted on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire, Google Play, Apple Store, Watch Free TV, Zonda TV, Voice America, iHeart, Blog Talk Radio, Spotify, Worldwide TV, Android TV, Samsung, LG, and numerous other Roku channels. Enhance your Google rankings. Give your brand awareness that turbo boost you need to close more deals the easy way. Contact us today. Call 424-209-9290 or text EASYWAY to 55678. Five five six seven eight. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, you know the. Uh, well, I'll tell you, I I've had so much news come in. I, I just I try to give you the news, but I even went over in my time. Easyway magazine's rocking and rolling, and uh, new and improved version of the Wall of Fame, Wall of Fame, the Easyway Wall of Fame. Well, it's going high tech, and there's just constant. You know, it, you're always building, you're always improving. And that's the way it's going with the Easy Way Wall of Fame and with the magazine, all the interesting articles. So our guest, Ray Richmond, is uh, the author of Betty White's 100 Remarkable Moments and Extraordinary Life, uh, Moments in an Extraordinary Life. Ray is a longtime entertainment journalist and the author of who has worked with the Daily Variety, the Hollywood Reporter, the Los Angeles Daily News, the Orange County Register, and others. Ray is also the author of uh, The Simpsons, A Complete Guide to Our Favorite Family. So, Ray, are you on with us? Do we have hey, Ray? Jim. I, I, there I'm he here. Is. Hey, Ray, how you doing? Welcome to the show. Ray Richmond is on with us, yes. Thanks, Ray. And um, I'll tell you what. How are you, Jim? Well, congratulations on all your accolades. I could keep reading on and on, but uh, we wouldn't have time to have you on the show. So, <laughs> we'll just, oh, oh I, gosh, 
I just wow, very. You know, Ray. What what is it that brings Ray? I mean, you from from your background, you could have been an engineer, you could have been a a, a, a surgeon, you could have been anything from the level that education you have, and so on and so forth. But what brought you into uh, you know being becoming an author and uh, and the pursuit of reporting and research in that? What was it that you know keyed you into that? Well, the truth, Jim, is that I I didn't um, I didn't really have any skill besides writing. Um, you said I could have become a surgeon or a pilot or any of that stuff. No, actually, the truth is I couldn't. Um, I was woefully under-equipped and uneducated uh, to do any of that stuff. But I always ah. used to have a knack for writing, uh, and so I decided to go in that direction as a journalist. Started off writing, you know, as a newspaper journalist. I'm very proud to have worked for newspapers, which is sort of a, a dying industry, as you know. Um, yeah, exactly. But, um, and but it uh, it ended up leading into uh, the last few years into books. I I collaborate with people and uh, and ghostwrite memoirs and family histories as well as doing my own books. And um, wow. you know, the opportunity to do the um, to do the Betty book uh, came along when. I was approached by the publishing house, uh, Quarto Books, and they just said, um, you know, we know that this is Betty's 100th year, leading up to her 100th birthday, and um, we'd like to tie in with a 100 kind of idea, uh, moments or events in her life. And um, and I was I was down for it. You know, I mean, I, the, the only thing I'd known about Betty prior to that was, you know, of course, what a legend she was and having watched the Golden Girls and the Mary Tyler Moore show and followed her life in yeah. game shows, et cetera. And, uh, but I, I learned so much more about her doing research as I did. And uh, the more you research this woman, the deeper you dive into her life, personally and professionally, the more impressive she gets. And that is incredibly rare in my line of work, Jim. Uh, well, you know, when I read your uh, what you've done and, and I've associated with various people that have written like that, it it, it looks like it, it aims towards like, wow, this guy has got a PhD in something. You're pretty good at what you do. So I give you a lot of credit at that. And it takes patience doing all that research, you know. Uh, so, you know, getting down to what would you say that uh, Betty White's uh, legacy would be you know i think her legacy is simply as the consummate entertainer you know um you could make the case that she's the most versatile and beloved entertainer in american history you know um she just had the perfect you know she she just the camera loved her and she loved the camera when it came to tv she really helped form the base of what television would become in terms of entertainment and how um you know, uh, just the, the way it the way it would evolve. Um, she was mischievous. She was down to earth. She was hilarious. She carried a spark of joy. She, you know, uh, she was just plain adorable. I mean, she was kind of the perfect combination of wholesome and naughty. And that's the thing is, it wasn't just that she was apple pie. She was apple pie with some extra zest. You know, and oh, oh, oh. Um, and and her own zest for life was just contagious. I mean, everyone picked up on that and she was she was um you know i mean you know, it sounds pollyanna to say it but she yeah. was as she was as flawless uh, a person in the public eye as you're ever like likely to find and you know that the humor part of it it people love it 
and they because they need it so bad, you know, to laugh. Laughter is the best medicine. Look at how they love Bob Hope and uh, John Candy. They said people used to stand up in a, in a movie theater and applaud when John would come on, and, and that's just in the movie. They really need that kind of thing. And and Betty, I mean, uh, you're you're talking about, uh, you know, going back to uh, to what thirty thirty eight thirty nine or something. And uh, when I mentioned yeah, her, yeah, thirty nine was she was she she was part of that first ex- experimental television transmission, and then in forty nine she actually made her television debut on a local station KLAC in Los Angeles, um, which ended up becoming KCOP, where she would ultimately co-host five and a half hours of live television six days a week. Try and imagine what that would be like. Wow, you know oh, wow. where. No breaks for commercials. I mean, they they just did the advertising on the fly. If she had to, if she had to use the restroom, she'd excuse herself, and uh, there would there would be sometimes if she was by herself, there would be just they'd have to focus the camera on a on an object until she came back. That's what the early days of TV were. And it was she what she has described it since as like being like going to television college, you know, where she uh, wow. she was educated and, and did everything on the fly and. You're you're so right though, Jim, about the about how we need laughter and how what a what a what kind of the the sort of medicine it is, especially in such divisive and dark times as we're living now. I mean, Absolutely. think about this: wow. a, woman, a woman lived to ninety nine, and we're still mourning the fact that we weren't ready for her to go, and she didn't live long enough. How many ninety nine year olds did they say that about? Yeah, exactly. And it's a loss because that was part of somebody's life that brought them happiness, simple old happiness, you know, the smile. And look at how it it breaks the ice. If there's a situation, boy, if somebody can say something that's a little bit in the humor side, it changes the whole demeanor of everything. And, you know, like I've always said, you can rule the world with a smile and, uh, and what she did, it, it, it changed lives. It, you know, it could uh, There's no mend. Question. She was just, um, yeah, men she, she, brought, she brought in love to everyone. And, you know, and it was like being a family member, being in our living rooms. Television is such an intimate medium. And we, um, and we, all, we all picked up on that. And, and, you know, looking back now, Jim, you, you talk about her legacy. She's going to be up there with the great female comics of all time. You know, she's right alongside – you know, Joan Rivers, Phyllis Diller, Lucille Ball, Lucy. Carol Burnett. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, even like more recent uh, people like Tracy Ullman, Tina Fey, Willie Tomlin, Catherine O'Hara. She's right there in the middle of the conversation of the greatest female comics of all time. And um, I'm not sure that people would have thought of that prior to the Golden Girls. The Golden Girls really cemented her legacy. Um, yeah. And, but, but then later on, what what person has a career resurgence in their nineties, like Betty? Exactly. Did, where she was, yeah. Where she was a part of the cast of, of Hot in Cleveland and hosting off the rockers at the same time. And you know, uh, unfortunately, uh, Retha. Well, I mean, fortunately for her, but uh, Retha's been my host here for uh, a couple of years, and and she was in Betty White's Off the Rockers, and uh, she's doing a uh, audition here, but she might pop in a little later. And, uh, you know, we, we're going to go into different segments, but you're always welcome to jump back on. Of course, I know you're a busy guy, but at towards the end of the show, if you want to uh, come back on after Carmelita's Corner, we can chat more. Because this is, uh, 
you know, what, what Betty was, she's in the icon category of, of like Bob Hope or somebody. She's way up there. And uh, so it's, you know, if you have the time, yeah, if you want to pop back on. Okay. So uh, let's just go on a, a question I have here. What would you say surprised you while doing your, your research on your book? Was there some particular thing that may have popped up that, you know, like kind of threw you off, like, whoa, this is interesting. Like, I did say she was in a Guinness. I didn't know that. But then again, when you're looking at somebody 70 years, I could see why, <laughs> you know, that's, that's a long time to be in the in the industry. And, boy, the changes she has seen, right? You know, like we're you're mentioning from the filming that when she started to the way it is today, and you probably have, you know, as you were doing your research, we don't need, you know, like Cleopatra and all that. You don't need uh, 5,000, uh, what do you call it, the uh, actors out there. Uh, what What is the term for that when they just have the stand-ins or something? Uh, extras. extras. You don't need the, you know, all those people. Now they're all there via computer. And, and you don't need to build a huge set because the set, like a lot of those sets, they're – they look real, but yet they're computer uh, built. However, they well, you can just <laughs> see everything. Amazing. Everything can be everything can be done digitally now. It's true. And, oh, and um, when you when you can see a wave, that blows my mind. When you can actually see a how, how does a computer make a wave look real? That's that's. I know. You know I don't uh, know how they do any of it. I don't. I still don't know how it's how a, how an air how a, how an airplane gets off the ground. So you know. Ray, I'm in there with you. I'm still amazed by how the television works. So we are, you know, we are in the same boat there. Uh, how all this <laughs> stuff works, you know what I mean? But uh, it, the, the technology with all this, all right, this is what I was going to share. They did a commercial, and it was two guys selling insurance. And this was, this was a, a year or two ago. And they were worried because these people were so real that they could hardly tell the difference. And they're thinking, geez, they could create new stars <laughs> and they don't have to pay them residuals or anything, you know? Uh, that, would, that, would, that would be frightening. Could you imagine? And where is this going, Ray, from now, from where we're at now with, I mean, you pick up your cell phone, you can say hi to your friend in, in Italy or Spain or something in, in seconds and show them a video. Uh, where is it going in the next five years? And, and how, how is it working with you? Like, there's, we have listeners that, you know, would like to get in your field, maybe be an author or a publisher or something. How has it helped you? And, and do you like it compared to the way it was five, ten years ago as far as the computer well, you and know, doing your – To embrace change and progress, um, Jim, and, um, and I have, and that's really helped me. <clears throat> but it's true, you know. Um, when I sat down to research this book, you basically have all of the libraries and all of the information of the world at your desktop, and you just push a button, and boom, you have all the information. It used to be, back in the early days, we're old, we're old enough to remember that you used to have to go to the library and look up the Dewey Decimal System. Now you go. Research now you yep. push a button, boom, it's right there. And, um, you know, um, that's gonna con- it's going to continue to go in that direction with digital technology the way it is. And, you know, um, uh, I'm, you know, I'm Ray, fine you, with that. You know, you're, a, you're an amazing uh, author and, and publisher with all the stuff you do. I'm very impressed. But I, I know you're not a psychologist, but I'm going to ask you this anyway. What do you think yeah. uh, 
now, all right, so Ray and, Ray and myself, we're going to school, and uh, I say, hey, Ray, did you study for the test? And you go, well, I kind of went over it a bit. I, I should be able to pass. Well, look at now. Do you think some of the kids today, maybe in grade school or high school, may think, why should I bother learning that when I just pick up my phone and get all the stuff I need right there at my fingertips? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, no, it's, it's true. Good. You know, everything is just every, everything is kind of laid out there. We're losing the art of of research and of of yeah. doing doing things on our own. Everything is handed to us on a silver platter. But by the same token, I really like the fact, Jim, that we're you know that that uh, this is sort of the golden age of self-publishing, and people can yeah. people can do a book in a month or so, whether we be talking an ebook or even a you know printed and bound book, um, and and uh, put it together themselves and distribute it themselves, have their own their own storefront on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and, and all the other online booksellers. It's kind of wonderful, um, you know, that publishing is so easy these days. Uh, research, yeah. you're right. Uh, you'd like it to be a little tougher so people have to work for it a little more. But I love the fact that publishing, it's, you know, it's, things have been equalized now with regard to publishing and, and being on a par with the traditional publishers where we can come out with our own book and distribute it ourselves and have, and have, our, own, have our own publishing experience. I, I'm, I'm, I, I feel very uh, grateful and uh, fortunate to, to be living in an age where that's the case. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's uh, it's totally, a, it's such a different world. I mean, you know, I don't know your age, but when uh, you sound pretty young, by the way, but uh you know, when we needed to call somebody, we needed a dime. That was it. You need a dime. You go to the corner and you call or you go home. Use your phone. There was no pager. And, and the computer was something in a sci-fi movie that took up an entire room with all these uh, tapes, you know, the, the wheels. And, and that was your computer. So, but anyway. Yeah, wait, let's get, the, the, thing, the thing that used to fill a room, now you have in your pocket on a phone. Yeah. yeah. Same, same and, technology. And, you know, uh, my uh, my uncle was uh, he was the uh, chairman of the board of the Field Enterprise Company and one of the creators of the World Book and so on and so forth. And uh, I'm looking at World Book. I have a set here, and it's so big, so heavy. And yet, here, what I, you know, you got your cell phone. Everything is in that phone. That's well, whatever. That's a tech thing. That's Reese's thing. But. So anyway, as far as Betty, where would you say she would be ranked with the great comics of the past? We mentioned this. And, you know, Ray, when we're talking about these people, it's not like they popped on stage and, and had a road to, to fame and notoriety. Not an easy road for, for a lot of these people. Uh, no, especially was, women, because uh, so many people don't think women are funny uh, or, yeah. or, or, can, or can, be, can stand alongside male comics and, 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 be, and be viewed positively. You know, they had to fight for everything. Uh, Phyllis Diller would talk about that, how she would be abused when she went on stage uh, at the comedy clubs, like in the 50s and 60s. Um, Joan Rivers, the same thing, when she was working her way up in the Catskills in New York. You know, and, uh, um, Lucy, Betty yeah. didn't do stand-up. Well, Betty didn't do stand-up, so she didn't have the same experience. But um, she was such a gifted comic actress and was able to, to be so smooth in, in what she did, that it didn't look like she was even even trying very hard, but you know she was trying hard and sweating. But, you know, 
she's right there alongside, Mary, you know, Mary Tyler Moore, Lily Tomlin, as we mentioned, Lucy and Carol Burnett, Julia yeah, Louis yeah. Dreyfus, all those people. Uh, any of the, you know, people that judge comedy these days, all of them would look at Betty favorably in that in that and in, in that same light. Even though Betty herself didn't, Betty Betty was very. Um, as Rita, I'm sure, would tell you, very modest uh, and didn't, you know, she had that kind of Midwestern modesty and and uh, not a snobbish bone in that woman's body. She would do anything. And that's one of the things when you asked me anything that really surprised me in my research, a lot of it was that she was so versatile. Oh, my God. And that she didn't see herself as being above any uh, any part of television, that she would she would just jump into doing drama series cameos, game shows, celebrity contestant appearances, you know, parade coverage, yeah. Rose Parade, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, made-for-TV movies. She even did a soap opera. You know, she she just did everything and did everything so incredibly well. How do you think uh, she would like to be remembered? Well, you know, the thing is, she would like to be remembered, Jim, in a way that we haven't even brought up yet, and that was as a passionate advocate for animals. That's what That oh. was her... That was what she believed should be her epitaph. Would say that she she was she was there for the furry creatures, and um, she put she put I would say eighty percent of the effort in her in her life into being a ad, passionate advocate for and uh, contributor to animal causes, um, more so than even her incredibly successful you know uh, Hollywood professional wow. life. She, uh, she wanted yeah. to be known as the person who was there for the animals, and she was. And uh, that, in, that, that community is losing more even than, Ameri- than, than the citizens of the world by losing Betty. Uh, well, we want to thank you for uh, coming on. Uh, you're welcome to come on again after our uh, segment of Carmelita's Corner. And because, uh, you know, we we want to continue on, and I, I have somebody that and will be I on And I will be next. there. And I will oh. be there in that second half of the, <laughs> Rita. Of the conversation Is that about Betty. That's Rita yeah. Gray. Hey, hi, Rita. Hey. So we got the Ray, Ray Richmond on with us. Uh, Ray, this is uh, this is, this is uh, Rita, Rita Gray, uh, host of the show. Rita, it's, a, it's, a, it's an honor to meet you. Oh, well, thank you, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. Betty was here for the animals. She loved the animals. You can go online and see her with bears, with uh, gorillas. She loved the animals, and that was what she wanted to be remembered for. But we do have to go over to Carmelita. Will you have time to to come back with us in 15 minutes? When should I call call back? Around... Um, uh, Around, uh, we'll give Carmelita a little extra time. So say two fifty, uh, two fifty, uh, ten fifty. Yes, I will call you back at ten fifty. Okay, thanks okay. Ray, for coming on. Talk to you back. Thanks, guys. Well, Rita, hello. You are about to experience Carmelita's Corner. Carmelita's song, Rosebud, made it to the top 40s with the godfather of soul, James Brown. She's the founder of the Rose Breast Cancer Society. Now here's your host, 
Carmelita Pittman. Well, hello there, Radio Land. We made it through another year. How about that? Happy New Year, everybody. Well, anyway, I've got a lot to be happy about, and wasn't that a great tribute? And we're going to have a little bit more about Betty White. Uh, she was such a great lady. Um, I, I have a few remarks to make about her myself, but let's get on to our main guest uh, on Radio Boomer's Live Carmelita's Corner this morning, which is the legendary Charles Wright. Am I right? Charles, are you there? Good morning. I'm going to give him a chance to pick up. <laughs> uh we went over this this morning to make sure he has the right number to call in. Uh, anyway, uh, he has been known for... Hello. His, yeah, hey there. There you are, Mr. Charles Wright. I'm and here. show you doing? right. Show you right. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, anyway... Um, I was just going on about you. I didn't really uh, get into the details. You have come such a long ways. I mean, my husband and I, we were just talking about your book, Up From Where We Came. Uh, We both still remember that book, and I know you're working on it right now. Um, I think most people know of you as a musician, a composer, a producer, a record company owner, and we've all heard Express Yourself on the TV and radio. And now you, you've got a, a new a new product out, a new release uh, called You, Babe. Can you tell us about it? It's uh, I'm trying to bring the love back into the music. I mean, I sit through 40 years of rap, so. <laughs> so, so I'm trying, trying to bring the kind of the love song kind of theme where you can get hug your loved one and dance to. Uh, that's what I'm trying to do with this song. Yeah, well, we could use more of that to bring the romance back in. <laughs> instead of yes. looking at instead of looking at all the violence on TV, I mean they've been getting more and more violent. Have you noticed? Have I noticed? And it's going to get worse, I think. Oh, I hope you know? not. I mean, you you're going to change the tide around with your you baby. I hope. I hope so. I really. Hope so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, we're going to give the uh, the audience a little teaser, a little taste of it. Uh, so, engineer, can you gear that up so we can hear a little bit of you, babe? You know that that takes me back to uh, Loveland. Oh, you got yeah. you got a lot of that flavor in it. Thank you. Uh, that was uh, one of my most successful records. Mhm. Yes, definitely. 
Well, well, we go way back a while, don't we, Charles? My goodness! I remember the first. I remember the first time I saw you on Sunset Boulevard playing guitar and singing. I I never will forget. I was oh my so goodness! Oh my gosh! Well, you know that was back in the days when I was playing guitar and trying to be like a, a Joan Baez, you know. And I yeah. was writing I was writing folk songs like crazy. I had a manager then and uh you know uh I, I he just told me to just keep writing and that's what I did. So I have a collection of folk songs, believe it or not. But then I never ever really really went in any one direction. I wound up with Louis Gray of Worldwide Productions, he became my manager. Do you remember Louis Gray? Yes, I remember Louis. He's been dead about 25 years. I know. Well, now you're telling on me now because we... I'm sorry. (laughs) No, that's okay. We will be, like I said, I've been around the block a few times. I'm not ashamed of it. Um, All right. Thank God you're still going around the block. Yeah, I'm still, still hanging in there. Woke up another day, thank God. But yes. yeah, uh, uh, Lewis had me going in another direction. I saw so that song that everybody hears at the beginning of my show. Uh, you know, my husband actually produced a Jerry Pittman, uh, but yes. Lewis was taking me in more or less in that R and B direction. So I've been kind of all over the the, the place with folk, yeah, I music, like your country, and you name it. You know, I just yeah, love I like music. that theme song. That's, that was you singing. Yeah. Mhm. Uh, it was a retail somebody. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I, I wrote I wrote the song Rosebud, and uh, actually wound up years later with this charity, the Rose Breast Cancer Society, living tribute to my mom. You know. Yes. Uh, so so that's a that's something ongoing. It's a labor of love. Yes. Right. Well, well, well. So anyway, getting back to you, babe. Uh, how is that doing? I hear Peaches, uh, your other half, told me that it's already burning up the radio over there at KJLH, right? No, no, no. It's it's all over the world except oh, for KJLH. Right. <laughs> oh my goodness! All over yeah. the world. Yeah. It's wow. In the, in the, it's in the charts, uh, the world charts. Yeah. Mhm. Well, tell me what does what do you do? Uh, I know you 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 probably don't have to do what uh, somebody coming up or you know just coming along does, but but what do you do to get your music out there so that everybody can hear it? Some people know who I am and uh, they, and they catch on to what I'm doing and and they support me and I'm thankful. Mm-hmm. Well, that's yeah. beautiful, yes. Well, like yours truly, that's why I invited you to be on, on the, my little radio show here, you know. Yes, uh, well, now. I wanted, wanted to invite you to, you know, uh, do my little part to get the word out, too. I appreciate it so much. I'm I'm very interested in selling my book, however. Mm-hmm. Uh, my book is getting five-star reviews on Amazon. Oh, right. Yeah, so that's kind of unusual. I mean, don't too many books get that uh, five-star reviews. Mm-hmm. But I'm a small company, and I just heard the gentleman that was on before me here talking about publishing your own books. 
Mm-hmm. That's what I did. In this case, I published my own book. But my book, uh, I think, is uh, an important part of American history. Um, most of us don't know our history. True. That's true. So, I, he said somebody write books within a month's time. Took me forty years, because <laughs> I wasn't at it all the time. I just put a little bit down here, a little bit down there, and I finally ended up with more than a book. I'm writing a, another book now, which I it's all written. I'm just trying to refine it. That's what I do. So I'm trying to put together my next book to put it out. Uh, it's going to be called. Well, I can't tell you what's going to be called. <laughs> okay, you, you're going to you're going to tease us a little bit on that. That's okay. But I'm it's okay about my life. That. It's about mm-hmm. my life in show business. Mm-hmm. So my first book is about my life as a child and what my growing up in the cotton fields of Mississippi. Now that was really amazing, and 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 I remember that mean man too in that book. He was something else. Yeah, Miss Miles. Yeah, yeah, he was something else. And I remember that the book ended on uh, you coming out to Los Angeles, though. Is that where you're going to pick up? Yep. Mm-hmm. I'll pick up from where I left off. Okay. So I, had, I never, in that part of my life, I never even thought about doing anything in, in the music industry. Really? Never so, even so, dreamed about it. Really? So how did you wind up in the music industry? I wound up because I, I heard a man singing on the radio. It's the most unique, beautiful voice. And I was in, some told me to look him up in the phone book, and I did, and I called him. Uh, his name was Jesse Belvin. You ever hear Jesse Belvin? Oh, definitely, yes. The greatest thing mm-hmm. ever happened in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I called him out, Mr. Bell, and I said, I want to sing, and I want to sound just like you. <laughs> oh, he gave boy. me the best advice anybody ever gave me, I think. Wow. He said, get your own style, boy, and leave mine the F alone. <laughs> so, but I thought that would be a compliment. He said, how would you like it if I tried to sing like Johnny Ace? I said, mm-hmm. oh, no. I like his voice, but you got this special style. And he was nice enough to allow me to come over to a rehearsal with him in a group named the Turks, who had hit records on the radio. And after that day, I, I just had to be a part of this thing. So I started pursuing it with all my might. Well, you surely did, and you are such an inspiration, you know, to anybody really aspiring to have a successful career in in the music industry. What you have done is almost uh, unimaginable, uh, especially from where you came, up from where you came. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Well, thank you. Jesse Bellman was my inspiration, and that Mm -hmm. is... He, I, I, they don't play his music around here, and I just, I wish I could go on the campaign just for to hear his music. He's got, he made some great music. Mhm. 
Definitely. Yeah. Well, you know, my husband, Jerry Pittman, he would know all about him. He's he's like a walking encyclopedia when it comes to music. Jerry don't know nothing about Jesse Pilgrim. Oh, come on now. I should put him on the phone. He's he's in the kitchen right now. <laughs> yeah, well, I should put him on the spot. Jerry, what does Jerry know? Oh, come on. Let me, now, 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 let me go get Jerry real quick. Hold Word. on just one second. Jerry, pick up the phone. Yo, yo, I'm going to put him on the spot right now. Charles oh, wants to know what you know about Jesse Belvin. Go on, pick up. Say something. You're on the phone now, baby. Oh, hey, Charles. Hey, Jerry, you don't know nothing about Jesse Bell. Oh, yes, I do. Oh, yes, I do, man. Jesse Bell was the man. He, he would have been bigger than Sam Cooke if he lived. He oh, man. He yeah, he accomplished so much in 32 yeah. years. Yeah, he was a big guy, man. I, I love Jesse Bell. Someone yeah. really loves you. Guess who? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good I'll night, Right, that's right, man. Yeah. So I'll let you two get back to the show. I'm cooking right now. Oh, okay, all yeah. right. Okay. Good talk to you, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, he's like, you know, when he was at uh, uh, CNN, if they wanted to know something, they they would just say, just ask Jerry. He would always give him the answer, you know, it was amazing. But anyway, getting back to uh, our conversation, so uh, I know that you're saying that the uh, You Babe is doing well worldwide. I wasn't aware that it was already. How long has it been out? I thought you, this was just a new, a new release. It's been out about two and a half months now. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So anyway, I'm hearing. Some music in the background there. I think they're getting ready to bring uh, uh, the last guest back on again, so they can talk some more about Betty White. Did you ever meet Betty White, by the way? No, I didn't. But I want to hear the rest. So how would I hear the rest of that? You show? just stay tuned. Just just stay tuned with this phone. The phone number the nine one four three three eight one three zero three. And yeah, you can also visit I'm online on. too. Yeah, you can also yeah. visit uh, okay. uh, the online with www the letter e the letter z way radio dot com e- e- easy way dot radio okay easy way radio dot com that's the easy gotcha. that's the easy way to get on <laughs> so I've, yeah uh, yeah you got other phone. options okay charles well it's been a pleasure it always is and uh all right come uh, yeah, i love you girl oh well we love you too and peaches too you're a yeah. wonderful couple uh and we're just happy to have you in our lives same here okay take care now all right god bless you and all your listeners Oh, I want to, before we hang up, i got to give you a hug from HB. Oh, yeah, you talk to HB? Yeah, well, he's he's in my circle. Uh, we're getting ready to do something. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, January 29th, and you'll be he's hearing more about man. it. He's wonderful. He's wonderful. He's I was hoping he would man. pop in on the line, but anyway, I, we're, he, we're sending a virtual hug on his behalf. All right. 
And Charles, you you and Tamalita can both listen to the show over the phone since you're already on the line. Just mute yourself. Well, I thank you, but I got this is kind of my business line. I got. I oh, can't hang I, it up. well, handle yeah. your business. <laughs> All right. <laughs> thank you. You guys have a great year. Yes, indeed. You too. Happy New Year. Okay, okay. So we can always count on Carmelita bringing just royalty, I mean music royalty to her show. I'm always excited to see who her guests are. And oh, yeah. we've got Ray back. Ray, are you back? I'm back. Is that Risa? Ray's All back. All right. <laughs> well, Thank I'm sorry. I had back, an Ray. audition this morning, and, you know, us actors have to go to all our auditions. But I'm so excited about your book, A Hundred Remarkable Moments in an Extraordinary Life. Betty obviously had an extraordinary life. Give me two remarkable moments that you talk about in your book. Um, Well, one was when she did this experimental television transmission, um, Risa, you know, uh, back in 1939 when she was just out of high school. Um, where they went to a Packard auto dealership in downtown Los Angeles to see if they could get pictures and sound from the sixth floor of a building to the first floor while singing and dancing to the Mary Widow operetta. And, um, and it worked. And then two months later, conventional television transmission and broadcasting began at the New York World's Fair. Betty was literally the first female face on a television screen. Oh wow! And that's, and that's that is absolutely remarkable. And I have to say, another one of the um, remarkable moments was Betty hosting off the rockers. Uh, well, because I mean, come on, she was doing this at the same time she was she was a, a regular on Hot in Cleveland. The woman was doing two shows at once when she was ninety. She she absolutely was fabulous. One of my remarkable moments with Betty is uh, we were doing a scene and we were toasting with this huge wine glass. And it was the first time I had been alone with Betty. It was just me and Betty. And we were, you know, they're adjusting the lights and stuff and we're kind of talking and they they were flooding the room with smoke for atmosphere, which just drove my sinuses crazy and I started coughing and clearing my throat, my eyes were watering and I thought this woman's going to have me kicked off the set. <laughs> She's not going to let me infect her with any germs. And and I said I I'm so sorry. I'm I'm not sick. I'm just getting a, a little allergy attack. And she said, "Oh, is there anything I can do for you? Can I get you some tea? Is there anything I can do?" And I thought, Betty White is asking me <laughs> if she yeah, can do anything. I know. I, that, was, I, that was her. She was so wonderful. And um, spent quite a bit of time with her? I got to spend time with her in between takes. I had several uh, bits that were just me and her. Uh, and just sitting there with her, she was just such a wonderful woman. And quick witted, I mean, she would come up with a quip just as quick. Like you said, she wasn't a stand up 
but she sure could come up with some one-liners real quick. Yes, she had an amazingly fast wit. That's what everybody will tell you. And um, and the thing is, everyone thought she was so wholesome, but she really had a naughty streak. And that's, I think, really appealed to people at the same time. Was that naughty Oh, she had a trash she mouth. She did exactly. have a trash mouth. <laughs> right. And people, you know, they, with, with, combined with that sweet face and that and that that loving nature, you know, the trash mouth worked for her beautifully. Oh, and so did the dumb blonde routine. You would think that she was really this poor woman who didn't know too much and was kind of, you know, the Rose Nyland type person. And no, she was brilliant. The woman was brilliant. You know, it, it required replace someone dumb and naive like her and play it so brilliantly. That requires that requires some acting talent. Arguably, Rose Nyland was the toughest of the four main characters to play because she didn't get fed all the wisecracks and one-liners. She had to create laughs out of conventional lines based on facial facial expressions and the way she delivered the line. So it was much more of a challenge for her to turn Rose into a into the iconic character she she became. Um, and uh, but the thing with as as I was speaking with uh, with Jim earlier, Rita, the thing about Betty is it was much more than just her situation comedy life on, on Hot in Cleveland, uh, um, you know, on uh, 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 Mary Tyler Moore, on Golden Girls. She did everything. She, she did parades. She did game shows. She was so not a snob. She just wanted to make people laugh and be at the center of, of things and enjoy herself. And um, all at the and- same time while she was ingesting vodka and hot dogs and licorice, the three staples of her life, which I think we should all go out and buy mass quantities of that stuff now, because clearly it has longevity features to them to keep us going. She loved Grey Goose. She loved the Grey Goose vodka. (laughs) And she loved the hot dog. (laughs) You know, she was, and she, uh, what did she tell People Magazine? She, She spent her whole life avoiding anything green. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know what? And she did a great. Job. That's the thing is, you know, boy, getting to getting to ninety nine, and we still want more of her. We're still not over. It's going to take us a while to get used to this. Uh, I haven't. I don't know if you'd agree with this, Retha, but I haven't seen a reaction to somebody to somebody in the, on the public stage leaving us. Such an outpouring of love um, with anyone, anyone that I can recall oh. in my lifetime. I have friends that have been calling me, and I mean, we were Betty and I were coworkers. She was my boss, but it's not like I hung out at Betty's house every other night. And I have had friends calling me, expressing their condolences, and they're just like, "Oh my God, Betty's gone." You know, how do you feel? And it's like, I can't be sad because Betty had the iconic life that any performer would ever want to have because like you said she did everything she was the first in so many things and yet she was so humble and so wonderful if someone came up to you Rita, and just said okay we're going to make you rich you're going to be uh you're going to be famous you're going to be beloved uh you're going to have all your marbles when you go 
but you're going to fall 17 days short of 100 years old. Would you take that deal? I would take it. <laughs> I would take it. In a second. Exactly. She was, and, and then, you know, I don't know the circumstances about her passing, specific medical circumstances, but it sounds to me, Rita, like she went to bed Thursday night, the night of December 30th, and simply didn't wake up the morning of December 31st. And that is the blessed, the blessed death we all wish for ourselves. Absolutely. My grandmother was 99 and died just short of 100, and she did the same thing. She told me one day, she said, I'm just, I'm getting tired. And I didn't realize how serious she was. She went to sleep, just didn't wake up the next morning. And she, my grandmother also had a wonderful life. So I had two figures to look up to that just were humble and good and kind. And my other remarkable moment with Betty was we were out on the Santa Monica airfield tarmac in the middle of summer. It was hot. The, the tarmac was illuminating heat from the bottom. The sun was just glaring down on us and all of us Betty was the oldest one on the show and I was the youngest one on the show and we were all seniors and we were out on the tarmac and all of us were just whining oh it's hot oh it's so hot I can't see it I'm going blind and it was kind of like one moment we all kind of turned over and looked at Betty and Betty was just sitting there smiling <laughs> we thought we, showing you how to do it. This is how it's done. Yeah, we need to shut up. <laughs> wow, isn't that amazing? Wow, yeah, you know, absolutely. You're, you're, blessed, you're blessed to have been able to spend so much time, so much great time with her, Aretha. And um, you know, we all were. But that's the thing is, everyone in America feels blessed that she that she was on the public stage as long as she was, and and gave so much of herself to us. We all feel blessed. And, um, you know, and that's the feeling we should carry today. Not, oh, God, she left us too soon. But, wow, to have lived at a time with Betty White and to be able to enjoy that this woman's humor and have it come into our living rooms week after week for decades. Oh, absolutely. And it will Definitely. for decades to come because they're that going to be fun. replaying all of her shows, I'm sure, over the years. So, we, forever. It's, it's not like she's gone forever because we'll be able to see her probably every day. So. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And look the other thing is, people want to show their appreciation. So I just want to mention, like we said earlier, she loved the animals. If you make a donation to the Los Angeles Zoo and her name, I'm sure you can go online and look at the places um, where she supported for the animals, and show your appreciation that way, where I'm sure that the flowers on her star are welcomed, but her heart really was with supporting the animal. Right. I think if she hadn't been an actor, she would have been a zookeeper. Oh, no, she wanted to be a forest ranger. She wanted she wanted to be a forest ranger. That was her first her dream. Be, yeah, women women couldn't do that back in the day, so we had to settle for her being her being an actress and comedian. Oh oh well. <laughs> oh yeah yeah. 
she was a supporter of the uh, what was it the uh, farm animal reform movement and friends of animal groups. It, it was just oh so, so many much. groups. Yeah, that, she, yeah, she really wanted that to be her legacy, and um, and I think it is among so many other legacies. Absolutely. Think, well, tell us one last thing that you would like to leave us with no. about uh, Betty from your book. Um, there's a picture in the book, Risa, that really says everything about the woman's love of animals and fearlessness. It, oh. is, on, it is on page 238, and it shows a picture feeding a trained grizzly bear a marshmallow oh. in, in her teeth. It looks like she and the bear are making out. The bear is taking the oh. marshmallow out from between <laughs> her teeth. Can you imagine all that has to happen is for one of the teeth in the grizzly to slip and her face is gone. I, but she loved and the animals so she's much com- they would never hurt her. No. no. She knew that. She's completely fearless, and it's the greatest picture. I have to say, not just because it's my book, but it's worth buying this book just to get a full-page picture of her feeding the grizzly bear. Oh, yeah. Well, speaking, speaking of which, how do we get a hold of your book? Um, you know, it's actually sold. Thank you for asking that, uh, Risa. It's actually sold out on Amazon and, um, uh, and and Barnes and Noble. There's a place called Books a Million, booksamillion.com, where it's still available. And I'm I'm told within two days they will have restocked on Amazon. So I think just people wow. can keep on the lookout, and it will be back. Uh, and they will still be able to get it in plenty of time before her birthday, before her hundredth on January seventeenth, mm. which I believe should be made a national legal holiday in America. Betty White, 100 Remarkable Moments. And uh, we want to thank you so much for this, Ray, and oh, uh, taking you, the time thank with you, us. Thank you, Risa. I so appreciate this. Well, this thank you for great. coming on. My pleasure. Thank you yeah. for having me, and take care. And, Happy Risa, I'm glad you had a chance to pop back on with us and uh, – go over some of this with Ray and it's amazing the, the life she had and uh, and talk about a legacy, you know, uh, and, and we were talking before you got on about how, how important the happiness situation is and, and, you know, the positive that, that she brought and especially in times like this. But, well, uh, everybody has nothing but good things to say about Betty on the TV, on the radio, Everybody is just saying wonderful things about her and wonderful quotes. I heard one this morning where uh, someone asked her, um, how do you uh, nurture relationships? And she, her answer was, never say that harsh thing, even if it's true. Because you positive. can't take that back. Keep it inside. Well, and I, that really moved me. I thought, you know what? The older I get, the more I feel freedom to say what I want to say. But how much mm-hmm. better would it be to say what's good to say, what's nice to say? Leave somebody with positive, yeah. And wasn't uh, wasn't uh, Betty originally auditioned for the role in uh, Blanche on the Golden Girls? She originally auditioned for that role, didn't she? I vaguely remember that, yes, yeah, she audition for something other than the Rosen Island part. Wow. 
Yeah, you know, it's interesting getting the behind the scenes uh, things, and and when you see the behind things, things that Fetty did, you know, it, it's it's all fun stuff. It's all it's all good stuff, and and what people shared and related to uh, to working with her, it was uh, in the pictures you see, everybody's happy. Yeah, she was uh, she was the oldest person to earn an Emmy nomination, and you know she was in the Guinness Book of Records for uh, a length of time in entertainment, seventy years. I know she's the longest female. And from uh, Oak Park, Illinois, and I had no idea she was the first female face broadcast. She she yeah. did a remarkable things. She was the producer of her own show in nineteen forty nine. You know, 49. I mean, yeah. And uh, when we were born, she was producing. <laughs> yeah, forty nine, right? And and the first little scene she had was uh, she danced with the the, the school president, and uh, and that that was uh, Harry Bennett, I, I believe, and Mary Widow Waltz, and that was they the the scene was lost somewhere here first. But yeah, yeah, wow, this is some really amazing stuff, and uh, what an amazing life. But with that, Reese, I think we're out of time, and I'm glad you had a chance. How did your audition go? It went well. <laughs> it went well. Good, good. And uh, till uh, well, I guess it's parting time. The time goes so fast. This has been fun. So I know. Until, happy uh, New Year to everyone. Since I didn't get to say Happy New Year. There have a prosperous and joyous 2022 and um and let's think positive it's going to be a great year it's going to be a good year no nope, it's going well, to be a great year let's think positive that we will weather the year that all will be that's right that our joy will come from inside and we're not going to depend on all this craziness going on around there us. you go and, just and remember the way in which you enjoy life there you go. Now, see, the happiest side of reason. The way in which you think determines the outcome, and we're going to think positive. And with that, uh, Radio Boomers Live is going to be on next Monday morning. But until then, guys, keep moving, keep the faith. And any parting words, uh, Reese? Just give to the animal rescue or zoo of your choice. Do it in Betty's name, and that will be more honoring to her than anything else she could do. There you go. And uh, and we will be signing out and uh, and we want to thank Ray for coming on and Phil uh, in Carmelita's Corner and I'll tell you what, it's going to and be Charles on bigger. Carmelita's Corner. And Charles on. And, and uh, Carmelita had her husband pop on for such a bit. It's true. <laughs> Until then, guys, uh, we're going to be, well, keep moving, keep the faith, and Radio Boomers Live is going to be signing out. Thank you for listening to Radio Boomers Live with your hosts, Aretha Gray, star Betty White's Off Their Rockers, and EZ's dad, Jim Zuli. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Radio Boomers Live. Radio Boomers Live is brought to you by the Easy Way Broadcasting Network. That's the letter E, the letter Z, Broadcasting Network.